Look at me. What you perceive creates an illusion of who I am. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. These arms hold the weight of my ambition. These hands craft efficiency. I built machines that gather light and give energy to my needs. Solar panels that power to make our future green. You don't know me. You just see me. My fingers are on the pulse of man's quest. I build robotics to inform what's next. And these innovations lie our success. You don't know me. I will belong to no limits. I code, I build, I create, I make. You don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know me. But you will. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on Black Hollywood Live. Today, Apple kills its car ideas, but has some new ideas on how to start your car. Let's go. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. Don't be good, my nugget. Be great. After that government cheese, we eat steak. After them projects, now we on the states. I'm from the bottom, I know you can't relate. Welcome to GNT, Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down uh, tech news and nerd culture from a black and brown geek perspective. I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined, as always, by my man, Akili Shine. What's up, Akili? Yes, sir, man. How you doing? Very well, man. Don't be good. Be great, bro. That's what we on. F up the world. We on on excellence, man. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Good day. It seems like a a decent day around here. And... um, uh, we are. Do we were we here last week? Yes, we were. We heard we were here last week. We were in two weeks. We so last okay. So two weeks ago we did all Google. Google. Yeah. And then we did all Facebook. And right. this time it's not going to be all Apple, but some Apple. Heavy we, Apple. We, we, we revisit some of the topics that we got an opportunity to talk about last week. But let's just jump right into this. Um, let's go, man. Uh, Apple, Apple, Apple. So the first things first is Apple seems to be off the whole idea of doing a car. There's there's this whole thing that they were about. They're gonna take on Detroit and do a do a car and uh, the Apple car and they were in talks with uh, was it it wasn't Tesla but it was one of those uh, high end uh, high end uh, supercar companies yeah and uh, we have we did that story here but it looks like they're kind of taking their foot off the gas of that whole project uh, and maybe uh-huh. rightfully so foot like off the, the gas ah, yeah, I, I know what I did <laughs> I, I didn't do that on purpose but uh, it seems like uh, w- apparently what. Um, Getting in the car business and, 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 and is a little more complicated than the tech business. Yeah, they've definitely been pumping their brakes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, I, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Marissa. I agree that um, <laughs> it's an interesting turn, you know, in the sense that you know Apple, when they kind of put out a statement of intent, like usually they have the infrastructure and you know the the wherewithal to you know back that up and like get, they are taking a few steps back in the sense that they're saying we're not going to develop a car but we're going to still want to you know innovate and develop the 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 autonomous nature of of vehicles in, in the sense that cars are able to drive by themselves so maybe developing the software that goes into cars is more of the strategy now and i think that's just interesting um i think it i think they were premature maybe uh, their their output of that idea and just seeing like how the the current marketplace is in terms of how they source materials and just the competitive nature of some of these co- companies that have been in business for decades generations and so just you know and that that's that is what Apple is known for though you know looking at a, a business or an industry and saying hey how can we do this better reinvent
reinvent it and then smash it. Right. But I don't think it's going to be as easy um, to do this in the automotive industry as, as it's been in the communications industry. And so, or the, or the consumer uh, electronics industry. Exactly. Yeah, you know? Exactly. It's one thing you make it, make it a, a plastic thing in your hand. It's the yeah. thing making a gigantic moving part mechanism thing. One hundred percent. But I mean. They still have great potentiality to dominate the marketplace in terms of the landscape turning into more autonomous um, um, cars and auto- autonomous um, vehicles. I think that they still have the, the software capability to be able to, to do that on a very competitive level. And I think that's something that we'll probably still see emerge. I agree. I mean, we'll see. Well, they, they, well the interesting part about this is it looks like they're laid to, laid to lay some folks off. And Apple's yeah. not known yeah, for... Yeah, that's weird. Like... Apple's one was a job creator, but like they had a, you know, look, you have a whole automotive department, and it's like, sorry, we're not doing anymore. And I was like, I have over 100 jobs that had to go. That's crazy. So I wonder if there'll be some yeah. disgruntled Apple people, like 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 the Viv people, you know, <laughs> and they're going to go to Samsung, the Samsung car. Yeah. But we'll see. But that's, that's interesting. Um, we'll see how that turns out. But so Apple may not be in the uh, in the car business. I mean, in the in the car business, but they want to stay in the car business as a caveat. They still want to place your car keys with Apple Touch. We, we, t- we, we talked about this Apple's a long, long it. time ago when they were like, when the touch came out and you're like, they ain't gonna get me. And but we we're talking about all the potential applications for this. And well, the touch is one, yeah. Uh, you know, basically, it, it you know, being able to use your your existing phone and start yeah. your car with, with your ID, which it seems smart, right? But that technology is like now old, and people yeah. have done doing a lot of different versions of that already, yeah, like, you know, for a number of years now. So, uh, I don't know. So, this is not that exciting, right? I mean, I mean, I think in, in the basic, uh, Expression of it. No, it's not exciting, but I, there has to be some more um, built-in functionality that they'll do with you know automobiles and iPhone. Like maybe it's you know change the temperature or turn on the the air conditioning or the heater, which has already been developed as well. I mean, right. but I would assume they would have some other perks that are associated with you know being able to have the phone communicate with the car. But I I do like the fact that again you know these companies want to keep you in the ecosystem. So everything that you do, you know, you, you're using an Apple product to do it. And so I get the the, the, trans, the transference of power in that sense to that. Like, I, I think that is something that's inevitable. And, and maybe it's just like a, a starting place for, you know, what they'll do, you know, with other technology as it relates to, uh, to cars. I mean, we already have, you know, the... Um, the car play um, yeah. built into a lot of cars now. So I mean, all, all this is kind of like setting the table for other things that they might develop. Are you still, you know, personally kind of like they ain't get my fingerprint? Are you still on that? Are you like, uh, <laughs> are you kind of like, all right, well, I mean, I mean we're going to cover a story today that kind of like touches on that. In a way, I'm very ambivalent about that. Still, like I'm definitely on the fence about. I think the technology is dope to be able to go into a store and just you know use use the, the the wallet functionality of the phone and mm-hmm. it's, it's swift and, and very convenient but man like I really don't trust I really don't trust the powers that be as it relates to that information not to say that I'm out there doing dirt and that I want my fingerprint you know associated with any any crimin, criminal activity but I just feel like that could be exploited and used for for purposes that could could be really be detrimental well this is this is kind of this has been my lament about all this shit it's like we don't know all this stuff is exciting, but we don't know where this is going to end up. Exactly. Facebook has so much information and so much meta- metadata on, on all of us that who knows what I'll end up 10 years from now, what will that metadata be used to do? Exactly. You know, and, and same with Google and same right. with all these companies. So Apple's taking one step further. They got your fingerprint. Yeah. You know, so. But who's to say they don't already have it, even though I haven't, you know. Right. <laughs> You know, done it personally. You know, I mean, I still use my fingerprint to do all the all the to open up the phone. So it goes, goes right to the databanks. Exactly, out, out Cupertino. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> where they're where they're cloning Achilles Shine right now. Hey, uh, 
Um, all right, it's better so, than making an Apple car. That's true. <laughs> uh, all right, so um, so so, so uh, stick with Apple. Apple. So there's been a lot of talk about AI. We talked. We talked about you know the, the guys who created Siri, who now have their company Viv or Viv or Viv. I think it's Viv because I think it's a woman who. Um, uh, who now at Samsung? There's been a lot of talk about Cortana. There's yeah. been a lot of talk about uh, this, the new Google situation, new Google Assistant, which yeah. is supposed to be on point. Uh, Apple, the people who introduced Siri to the world, mm-hmm. is now like way back there, and yeah. so I think that they feel like they have to do something. Siri is kind of, I mean, better. look. Siri is. I'm an Apple. I ride for Apple, but Siri is a little buggy. Siri sucks. Come on, let's keep it on it. It sucks. <laughs> Siri's a little like, buggy. do you, do you use Siri? Honestly, I don't, I don't. like who uses it? I don't use it at all. Exactly. But so I think that this is their attempt to say like. We, so they brought in this new director of of AI, uh, who's who's supposed to come in. Who's he's a car, he's guy's my man's from Carnegie Mellon. Right. Um. He's a super smart cat, and I think they want to. Um, yeah, uh, his name is, I can't, is, is Russian? It's Ruslan Sakalakatukadanov. I can't stand you. <laughs> Sakalakatukadanov. You sound like the dude from Maine. <laughs> the governor from Maine, anyway. <laughs> Shifty smoothie. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible. Money. That's terrible. Did you read that one? I did. It's <laughs> terrible. I'm sorry. It was so bad. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, don't go to Maine if, 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 you're, if you're black or, or Latino or, or not white. Anyway, uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, Ruslan Sakahunatov. That's still not right. Uh, he's a deep learning expert at Carnegie Mellon, and he's he's going to be Apple's brought on. He's going to continue to to teach and do a thing at Carnegie Mellon and research there. Right. He'll also be working with Apple, and this means something, right? It does yeah, it. I think, think it definitely means something. And using the best minds on the planet to to help develop and, and, and pursue, you know, the future the the future frontier of, of artificial intelligence, which I think we'll all have a strong. Um, uh, investment in in the sense that you know we all use apps now and now we're starting to really get into the whole bot technology and and which is a form of artificial intelligence but having a smarter um autonomous being that's able to like really dialogue with us and have and has you know a, a, a more human a more human and machine way of thinking that can source information way faster than a human can. I think you know having this guy at, at the at the table, you know, being a, a leading academic, um, and and having giving him the resources to be able to explore this through the infrastructure of Apple, I think is an amazing opportunity. And I think he's going to come up with something really dope. You yeah, know, so. we'll see. And they have to. I'm sorry, they have to because, like you said, Apple is not leading in this in this arena. They haven't invested as much time and money as other companies have. Like Google is killing these guys. Well, this brings to our next story. I mean, I was believe they tried into Google. So, the, so the reviews are in on, on the Google Pixel, and 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 they're they're pretty good. I mean, people are saying that this thing is fantastic. I think they're you know the design is very minimal, which people are saying is great. And most people uh, think it looks like an iPhone. Yeah. Um, they're saying that um, all of the functionality is great. It has its own sort of uh, Touch ID thing, but not where the home button is it's got it up top yep. which is a different place yeah. uh, the phone's a little thicker which gives it a little um, doesn't have a little bump for the camera right. uh, It's pe- people are really into this phone but the most important feature and the most uh, thing that was really freaking people out is the assistant feature Yeah, like it is it's actually it's closer to her the movie her with Scarlett Johansson 100%. and uh, and what's his name, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. than it is Siri. Yeah. So, and they're actually making appointments, reminding you of stuff, exactly. actively doing things that, like, that Siri claims to do. Well, like, yeah, one, I mean, just to piggyback on that, like, when you ask Siri a question, Siri's going to say, I, I'll recommend you to a web page, a Wikipedia page. What, right. what Google Assistant is doing, if you ask it a specific question, it's going to try to attempt to give you a, a factual answer, right. like it's conversational versus right. linking you yeah, to a page. Yeah, let me take a look at that. Exactly. Where's right, right. like, I will, hey, uh, do you want to get pizza? 
I will give you five pizza websites. <laughs> exactly. Thanks. Versus Siri. Google Assistant is telling you to yeah. go to Roundtable, right? Or exactly. whatever. You or know? Whatever. Yeah. But but it's, but it's even more intuitive in terms of like planning your day and getting you through your day. Mm-hmm. You know, Siri does this too, but it's not the same. Like, don't forget you have an appointment at three thirty. You know, here get a call from this, and don't forget to send this text message to Akili. We're running here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know you like pizza on the street. There's a good pizza place. Don't forget. You know, oh, you, you like movie. Your, your movie you like is starting today. It's at three forty-five. Here's yeah. some times. Or you know, maybe you could talk to so and so. I saw, it, which gets kind of scary. Like you like, I saw in a text message that you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so. hey, I, I gotta say, man, uh, you know, hats off to, to Google and, and what they're doing with the Google Pixel. I mean, the first iteration of you know hardware software that they're controlling everything like Apple. I think they are the closest to really come for Apple's throats as it relates to you know the smartphone business um, and communications. Like, but they, obviously they dominate with, dominated with the software. And you know Android and be able to you know license that to other other hardware manufacturers. But now that they have both combined and their first their first you know smack at the at the plate, you know they're hitting a home run. Like yeah. I think that really says a lot. It does you know? say a lot. I think that like you know we this is generation you know one. I mean, it's a long way away from the Android, but you know. Yeah, like who knows what what the, the next few versions will be out. So, exactly. Um, the people are saying we should wait because of the new Galaxy is coming out. Galaxy Eight, I guess, is coming, and yeah, then, it has to come. And then uh, the new iPhone, whatever the iPhones. But but I, I will stick what I said. I can I can say that I can't guarantee that I'll that I'll based on what I'm seeing here. I can't guarantee that I'll be Apple person for life. It's blurred lines, bro. I don't blurred know. Lines. I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I haven't I haven't checked it out yet, but I'm like I could see I could see. You know, going over to the whole universe. Me too. The lines of demarcation are yeah. blurring. Well, so, so well, yeah, well, it's, it's, uh, we'll see. Uh, all right. So, moving on to the next thing. Actually, why don't we talk about some DraftKings right now while I, while I figure out what the next thing is? Because, uh, um, DraftKings, we're deep, deep, deep in the football in the football season. Uh, most of you guys, if you're like me, your football season, fantasy football season, sucking. I am like, I think I'm one in four in one league and oh my. three in something in another league. Oh my, I'm a two in something in another league. So I'm not doing good. So what I what I do, I do rely on falling back on DraftKings because every single week I can go and choose a brand new team. Brand new, everybody else. I can do it multiple times, multiple teams, and and also win big money. It's the destination for one week fantasy football. Never again. You have to worry about injuries uh, coming in and ruining your season. Um, you get a brand new team every week, as I said. There's a bunch of different contests, fifty fifty contests, where the top half of all the entries win cash. Um, if your current fantasy team is circling a dream like mine is, you can still win huge prices at DraftKings. So check it out. Don't wait. Start your new season at DraftKings.com right now. Use the promo code GEEK and play for free with your first deposit. That's promo code GEEK. Play for free. You can share over $1 million in total prizes this week, this weekend, only at DraftKings.com. Eligibility. 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 Eligibility restrictions may apply. Check the website for details. DraftKings.com. Promo code GEEK. 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 Yeah. Geek. Geek. All right. So, um, that's right. So, uh, speaking of the Galaxy Note, so the Galaxy Note eight are, are coming out soon, but sevens are blowing up on planes. Are <laughs> blowing, no, blowing up on planes. They're, they're, they're exploding. So that's an issue that came back from the airport. You're not really allowed to have one. If you yes. if you do, you have that's to power it all the way down. No, 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 no. You can't have it. It's a federal law. You cannot have it on a plane. Oh, because it was true. You can't have it. They, I think they still give the warning because I got I heard someone say like, if you have one on you, power that power it down. And get rid, and do whatever. They they don't say raise your hand, we'll come take it. But but they, but I think they don't. They don't. You're not supposed to have it on the phone at all. I mean, on the phone on the plane at all. Yeah, right? it's federal law. Okay. It's against the law to have it on the plane now. 
right. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. so what they're doing about this is Samsung decides in a very good PR move to uh, set up booths at the airport to exchange out those Note Seven. Exactly. Which is good, but that seems like if you're in a hurry at the airport, I mean, you ain't trying to do that. Like, you know, you got to dabble all your, all your info. That's a hassle. <laughs> like, like, you know, switch over phones. Man, just getting to the airport without all of that is a hassle. Like to add this as an extra step, like it's ridiculous. Even well, though, I mean, it sucks for the person that bought this phone. Yeah. But hey, but at, a, at a certain point, it's, there's some things you have to do for, for PR for appearances. This is a PR situation, clearly. Explain it. Um, well, you know, like, Samsung can't be known as doing nothing. Right. Like, you know, you're, sorry. You come to, so that there's they're, they're, a proactive step to say, hey, at all airports, don't, if, if you have, if you need your phone, we're here for you. We're saying, we made the mistake. We're going to go the extra mile. We'll change out your phone before you get on your plane. Now, that's, it's all PR, because it's not the practicality of you running through with your bags and stopping to upload your information to a new phone. Open the box, do the yeah. whole thing, but it's PR. Yeah. You got to do something. Like I just said. Um, so moving on, this is a great story. This is back to what you're saying. This is really interesting. Uh, it looks like the feds have figured out. I'm going to skip this one, Marissa, but the feds have figured out a way to um, to use uh, a search warrant to be able to get into locked iPhones. <sighs> See, man, this is this is ridiculous. I, you know, I, it, it's an interesting loophole. Now, I, I, it's 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 interesting loop because if you someone comes to your crib and they have a search warrant, and you got your closet's locked. They can be like, open it up. I got a search warrant. If you got, if, if you got a safe, even open up, join up. I got a search warrant for the safe. They, you can be, you can be like, I don't have a combination, but you're supposed to do that. Like that's you're legally bound to do that. So search warrant does. So if this someone's come to your crib and your phone's out there, open it up. Yeah, and a search warrant. It's in your house on your property. Mm-hmm. It's on your person. That's a real. I mean, I'm not rooting for it. That's a really interesting, good loophole. One hundred percent. So well, what, I, what do you think? I mean, I, I think it's a loophole that they found and they've exploited. I don't think it'll hold up um, with the Fourth and Fifth Amendment. Um, I think, you know, it'll probably go to the Supreme Court and that's something that would be argued against um, and, and ruled against. I feel like, I mean, we, we had this conversation many times, especially when the, the San, Bernardino, San Bernardino shootings happened and, you know, the FBI wanted to have access to um, the, the those people's phones and, and Tim Cook and Apple said, no, we can't do that. We we stand with the consumer and, and the consumer's rights and we're not going to allow you to give you the, the backdoor technology or information to be able to crack our technology. And so right. we stand by that. And I feel like I feel like our rights um, will be protected. Um, and just to say, like, you have a, a just to say that you have a general warning and you can be able to look at anyone's phone and demand that they use their fingerprint to open up the phone in front of you like that that is very ballsy i i mean and that that's one reason that's one reason why i feel um really ambivalent ambivalent about using the technology because it's like again you don't know how that information is going to be exploited they take the phone who's to say they can't open it up anyway but like all all that is in in the conversation and it needs to be questioned and and, and deeply analyzed you know it's what we talk about the legal curve not being that catch catch up to technology curve the technology curve is always going to be have the legal curve but like i gotta ask you like in 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 the 70s or in the 80s man i'm watching narcos now and stuff but like you know what would you do? Like if you had I me, mean, where, where where would all you what what would be the equivalent of a thing that had all the information that you had in your phone? Like what is the equivalent of that? Is that like your your Rolodex on your thing, your locked Rolodex, your safe, it might be your, your account, your book, your account, or whatever? Yeah, it might be so all that. So someone comes in once you get all that stuff, they they would have to do it. Like I don't care if it's from the Elliot Ness days all the way to the, you know, uh, to the <laughs> the the uh, uh, the uh, the uh, Quintel Pro days to like now, you know. Yeah. So like I don't know. I mean, I, I on one hand it makes sense. I just don't know. I don't. I don't know where I sit on this. I mean, I know. I I think it's. Are you saying for the for the average citizen that 
nothing sacred? Is there a place where you can have this is my personal private thing? They're not allowed to get into this, or I mean, I think it has to have a have a, a degree of, of say a sacredness in the sense that we even covered a story about police pulling you over, and because they might suspect that something might be in your car, they want to look into your phone. Like where yeah. where are the lines drawn? Like so, there well, has to be some type of of buffering, you know, that protects us, and and because our phone really is an extension of ourselves. Like we have everything in here from photos to our thoughts to to our, our communications. Everything is baked into this thing, so we have to have some sense of security around it that protect us from people that we don't want to see it. But you can make the argument that so is your home. My home is the most sacred place. And I'm at my house. I, okay. not, I'm in my house. You know, I'm in my closet. I don't want to digging through my closet, going through my, my drawers, my, my uh, you know, drawer, you know, you don't have my bed. Who knows what they got in, who I got in there. It's my sacred place. So yeah. if someone comes with a search warrant, yeah. guess what? Everything. Even old school, like in the old days, like, oh, give me all the, give me all the floppy disks. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking all the computers. Okay. I mean, like, that's just what they do. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's really about we're, we're looking at take, from a legal perspective. Take my is, phone, take my phone, but don't, don't, don't demand that I have to use my fingerprint to open it up for you. Right. And that's what they're saying because right. I have the search warrant. Now you have to put your finger on it so that I can see what's in it, that's or I have to give you the passcode so you can see what's in it. Yeah. I don't have to give that to you. Okay, that, that's, you know? that's what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what you're saying. It's, it's, it's a very interesting, interesting uh, and scary reality that we're faced with. But, uh, I, I, but I like I like asking those legal questions, legal versus technical questions. Um, right. Uh, okay. So, um, what's this one? This is the oh, oh, the the, the AR, the augmented reality, smart, the smartphone lens. Um, I'm gonna skip that one too. Actually, I'm sorry. Unless you want, do you, you want to hit on that one, Keely? Oh, I mean, I mean, just briefly. I mean. I'll set it up in the sense that we talk about all the time virtual reality, augmented reality, and how a lot of companies are developing content um, that, you know, we can use for a number of purposes, be it medical purposes, legal purposes, entertainment purposes. Um, and this thing is kind of cool because it's using um, contact lenses and putting sensors within the contact lenses where you are walking and <laughs> you're walking and engaging in, in the world, but you have this augmented reality literally on your eyeball. Yeah, it's, and, it's, it's, and it's connected black to... Black mirror. <laughs> exactly. It's connected to your phones, connected to your devices, and, 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 and other platforms and other brands can create content that you... Can, like, for instance, if you're... This is an example. You might be in a museum and looking at various artifacts and you have these contacts on and it's giving you, you know, maybe it's creating an, a world for you as you look at this artifact, how it existed um, in, in that in that time period. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, there's tons of examples that you could come up with, but I think this is super cool. But cool. I don't know. I don't know if I would advocate for it, but I'm I out. think it's super cool. I'm out. It, it, it's too close to that. Like, like everything goes back to either either a minor report or black mirror. But, but what's the difference of having the goggles on versus having contacts on? Because Wearing glasses and having contacts on. Passive versus active, I guess. <laughs> it's just the idea that it's because the next step, once it's in there, the next step is... It's in your bloodstream. Comes in implanting in your <laughs> the implants, right. the little implants that come in. They're recording your thoughts, recording your memories. Yeah. Rewind that shit. What did Keely say? <laughs> like zoom in. It's inevitable though, man. Yeah, it's inevitable. Uh, it, it just reminds me of that, which is a little scary. Uh, all right, and I'm. Um, what about this, this Disney thing? Uh, Disney's going to retell classic stories at the LA Museum and Snapchat. Do you have that one? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I, I'm saying that because my my, my I mean that, that's kind of what I was alluding to in the sense that that's what they're kind of doing now with augmented reality, right? You, but using it through the platform of Snapchat, where you're able to have you know ha- have have it conversational where uh, LACMA for, can 
create you know these augmented reality bits that you can you can play with within the, within the app of Snapchat, but you can also you know have your own type of postings and whatnot. But you know adopting that technology instead of it being on your phone, that would be it being in your contacts, and that's kind of what I was referring to. But yeah, I mean, I think this is very cool in the sense of how it's used educationally. Um, how a museum is offering is trying to connect to a younger audience, millennials, in the sense of hey, we have all this great um, art and artifacts and information that you know typically you know we haven't been able to market well to you, but we're using Snapchat, we're speaking to you where you are and making it kind of like fun and comical, but still educational. Right. I love that idea and just to see you know LACMA being one of the biggest museums in in this country using that technology and doing it very well. Well, Absolutely. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that it could be very cool. And LACMA's, well, LACMA's really doing a lot. There's that the huge expansion they have with the, with the, um, the Academy Awards Museum coming up and all this cool stuff coming up. I mean, you know, uh, it, is, it is at the forefront of all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to talk about Netflix for a second here because uh, we were just talking <clears> about <throat> off, off, off mic about Netflix and what they're doing lately, you know, and their money. But Netflix is, again, breaking records in terms of what, what they've done. And they've had another record year. Um, due, due largely to the success of Stranger Things and Narcos season two, which I which I am not there yet. I'm, what? I'm, no, I'm just I'm still in season one. Are oh, you tripping? Bro. I'm tripping, but because I'm, I'm like Bandidos. I got I'm like episode four. I'm like, where? How come I wasn't what? How did I not watch this? I should Narcos. Yes, I'm oh, so I, I thought you watched it. I'm not knowing. Oh, shit. I'm not you tripping, bro. It was all the noise on Narcos season two that got me like, all right, let me check it out. And I'm all like, right. oh. Yeah, so Narcos is, is incredible. So Narcos 100. Season 2 is actually uh, bigger than people are letting on. Netflix is just starting to, like, they never release the numbers, per se, but yeah. they're saying that uh, Narcos Season 2 is one of the biggest things that's ever hit their air. Yeah. You know? And Stranger that, Things. I, I don't know if that's the international appearance of Stranger Things, of course. Yeah. But you would think there's all, you know, there's Luke Cage, and there's House of Cards, and there's all this other stuff. But, like, Narcos Season 2 mm-hmm. is really blowing up. So yeah. Netflix is not slowing down anytime soon. Man, Netflix has gobs of money. They're saying that within 2017, they want to develop a thousand hours of original content. Mm. And I mean, they're they're kind of shifting their business model from acquisition and, and trying to license, get do these licensing deals with you know pre-existing legacy content and developing their own content, which they can they can own completely and then license out, which I think is genius. And the fact that I mean, obviously they're winning Emmys. Um, they're setting their, they're setting themselves up to really increase um, you know uh, subscriptions and. I, and, and within this quarter alone, I think subscriptions are uh, um, above about a million plus from what they estimated it would be, which is which is crazy. And the amount of profit that they're making within this one quarter sure. is beyond what you know anyone estimated them to ever do. I think so. the best kept secret, which is what people don't really talk about, is these 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 deals, all these licensing things. They're not in perpetuity. Like Netflix is licensing this stuff. So stuff goes away. Exactly. So you may have they may have Minority Report on for like three years, but then three years is it's over. gone. Exactly. Like, oh, unless wait, they re up, you know. Yeah, unless they re up. Yeah. And what's happening is is that as you see, all these other studios have their own play, have their own properties. Like at one point, everyone wanted to go Netflix. Now no one's gonna want to go. You're not gonna see Amazon stuff on Netflix. But Netflix is like fuck you. You're not gonna you. see HBO stuff on Netflix pretty soon. You do now, but don't, not, we don't need to license Minority Report. We'll make our own. Not yet. They, that, that's their move. But right now, they're not quite there yet. But that's why they're so aggressively. If they do a thousand hours a year in five years, they you come to Netflix and we don't. We, oh, we have all Netflix shit and it's all dope, man. So and that's a good model. And if they keep doing quality, question will be: Will they be able to maintain the quality? You know, or, or will it, will the quality be diluted between a thousand hours of original programming every year? And they want they want to up that. Yeah, 
So, because because to be able to get to where they are on their entire ecosystem now, they've got to do thousands and thousands, thousands of hours of, of you know, ten, tens of thousands of hours on Netflix with all movies and documentaries oh, yeah. and everything else. So, for Netflix to get rid of most of that stuff and get to even 50 50, yeah, it's they have a long way to go and a lot right. of money to spend, but it could be worth it because they own they will own 100% own all that IP and own us, you know. So let me, let me run a question by you. So Netflix, in my mind, was kind of like the place for, you know, obviously innovation and almost like the antithesis to what the industry represented, the television industry represented. Mm-hmm. And now they're becoming this huge behemoth, right? Do you think that they're, do you think that they're becoming what they, they were advocating against? Uh, yes and no. I think that the, the, the no is they're still doing things. And was, we, have a, we have a story about YouTube, which reminds me very similar. They're still doing things their way. They're mm-hmm. not doing the traditional television model, which is we have a pilot and then we you know, the advertisers have to talk to us and we're beholden to advertisers and all that, they're not, yeah, shit. They're just doing whatever they want to do. However, um, and they are doing the, the because of the subscription model, they're able to do things like HBO and develop long tail develop stuff, green light stuff like that. Spend a hundred million dollars, look at it again, spend another hundred million dollars. Like who cares? Right. Networks can't do that. They're, networks are corporations with shareholders. And, I don't mean in terms of the mechanics of how television works and how you know things are are developed. I'm talking about from a creative perspective. Right. Like, hey, I'm a creator, well, and I can't break into the traditional television industry. Netflix is the place to be. But now Netflix is like killing. That's my yes and no. Okay, that's my that's my yes. The yes is yes. From the no from that standpoint, the yes is they are they are different because you're hearing it now. Like this whole idea of like here's a hundred million dollars, David Fincher. Let me know what you do, and I'll put it on the air. Like that that's not happening anymore. Right. It's like here's fifty million dollars, and we have we have now have like five new. Netflix executives are going to come and hang out with you. Exactly. So, I mean, it's not all freedom and all like, here's your money, go away and come back and we'll put it on, put it on our air. You have some development and some executives yeah. and as, as the company gets larger, you have people with their, who, who, but with their fingers in the pie. But from what I understand, they're all smart and good people. Right. They're, they're hiring away all the good and smart people, but will it get, will it turn to a bunch of execs and will you get noted to death and, and less money? Exactly. Who knows? Exactly. You know, who knows? That's where, that's where Amazon comes in. I think it's just interesting, interesting times, man. Because last week we talked about the, the possibility of Netflix being acquired by you know one of the big, Amazon, the big four, Amazon, Apple, exactly, Google uh, or Disney. Google or Disney. Like, I mean, now we ha- we hear these numbers of just how how much they're really killing the game, even though they're still not you know releasing numbers in terms of in terms of the analytics of how people watch the content. But in terms of in terms of the money they're making, like yo, it's I mean, it's pretty amazing to see what they've been able to do in such a short period of time. It's incredible, like it's incredible. I mean, but it's also even more incredible to me. Um, to to your point, as much money as Netflix making, like you talk about Amazon is eight x. Disney's 3X, yeah. Apple's 12X. Exactly. Like, how much money is Apple making? Exactly. 12X and Netflix. <laughs> like, they, they found Net- Netflix in, in the corner of the couch. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, in a seat cushion. Netflix money. Hey, hey. Like, that's, that, so that, that's really interesting. It reminds me of that, that old joke. Uh, I think it was a Chris Rock joke the whole time of like, no, Shaq isn't rich. The dude that writes checks, Shaq's check is yeah. rich. Here you go, Shaq. You know, that guy's rich. And that's kind of like, what? You you know? see that? But that's one thing that Netflix is, is beginning to do more and more. And that's the expansion internationally um, in the sense that they've tried to, you know, have the platform exist in China. But obviously that was shut down. And so they want to still be able to license original Netflix, original content to China. But what they're doing in terms of expanding it to other part, other markets within the world, a lot of what we see, a lot of the programming that, that we see, you know, they ha- they're having um, 
They're having it in the language of that country. Um, and just uh, the offering um, capability of getting more subscription, mod- more subscriptions, more subscribers internationally, the, the potential of that is super high. And we talk about them banking in now. Like they have, they have so much latitude in terms of how much money they can potentially make, not right. just domestically, you know? Wow. I yeah. mean, this is just money. I, I, uh, a lot, lots of money. Speaking of which, YouTube, who we always, YouTube read, who, who kind of like early on announced that YouTube is going to be into, be into the, um, original programming space and movie space. Uh, it was originally sort of um, talked about that YouTube would be closer to a Netflix. You can go and rent movies there. They're going to have original programming. They're coming on there. And then um, it was like, we're also doing prestige programming and we're doing we're also embracing our stars. Well, now YouTube's doing a couple of other things. They're saying like, we're not doing any of that. We're, we're going to focus on being our own brand. We don't know if that is yet, but we know YouTube is basically a lot of user-generated content. We have, we've built our own stars. We have bajillions of views. And so now we have a place where just like Facebook did, mm-hmm. stars can come to us and develop stuff within our YouTube ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing is they have they they they're developing shows. They've got a huge money project with The Rock. Yeah, they got a huge money project with Doug Liman yep. um, from uh, Swingers and Born Identity and Mr. and Mrs. Smith fame. And uh, and Doug's been doing some some um, virtual reality stuff. So what they're trying to do is figure out how they can utilize these big stars and these big talent, but still do in a way that YouTubers and millennials are used to consuming material. Yeah, I think it's very interesting because again. The way my daughter um, consumes media is much different. Way different. She yeah. does a lot of YouTube, a lot of YouTube. I mean, wh- whether it's clips, whether it's m- clips of movies, whether it's user generated content. Mm-hmm. So, uh, to, to incorporate The Rock coming to YouTube, just like they come to Snapchat, just like they come to Facebook. Yeah, I think it's I think it's smart. What do you think? Well, I agree completely. Um, I mean, definitely the, the the viewing habits of millennial generations is much different than you know other generations, other other demographics, and I think that they're the way they're able to capture that audience is very good. And I think having the Rock, I mean, I think that's a great move, um, and just yeah, how they kind of use the a grassroots approach in terms of nurturing the the YouTube stars and having them now create have having more budget to create more compelling content. I think that's great, great feeder, great kindling for you know. Starting other fires of, of 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 talent that want to also create content and just having that as a model is what I'm saying. I think is a great great thing. However, I don't know if YouTube Red um, can be and will be in the conversation of Netflix, Hulu, or if Apple or Facebook or Amazon really start ramping up their content machine. I don't I don't see YouTube Red as being a dominating factor you know i think they have a, i think they have a, a a good market share it's niched out but i don't i don't really see that expanding out I, I i can't see it you know i haven't seen anything i haven't seen any franchise that they built or any piece of original content that is like award-winning you talk about tra- what their trajectory is based on what you see right now. exactly so here's what i'll tell you to that that, that I, I would agree with that except for the fact that in 2012 mm-hmm. Netflix wasn't doing original programming. Yeah. In 2013, they dropped. And that was three years ago. Yeah. Netflix is dominant. Three right. years, right? Right. What they were before that was, you know, they were, they were mailing you movies and of shit, course. right? And then yeah. doing streaming. So my point is, YouTube is YouTube. They, they already have a, a, a huge base of, u- a huge user base, a huge sort of brand name recognition. Yeah. So 
a, once you announce the pivot and yeah. you invest in the pivot, not saying it'll work, but who knows what YouTube what what, what they'll be in two thousand nineteen? Yeah, YouTube will have in two thousand nineteen. Who knows what Netflix will be in two thousand nineteen? Exactly, two thousand nineteen. It could be like we could all be consuming what our TVs will look like, how what those buttons will look like with yeah. the YouTube button, the Netflix button, the this button. It, it's not going to matter. But it's a certain culture that YouTube has, you know that. I think it will be hard tonally to shift because when I go when I go to YouTube and I know it's different because I'm not in the age um, Old. demographic exactly that they're they're targeting. Yeah. When I go to YouTube is to find information, um, or it's, it's more it's more well, searching. Use search. Use, exactly. use like use Google. Exactly. I don't go to I don't I don't have the the tonality that's that's kind of attracting me to want to sit there and watch content for hours and hours. Like it, It's not presenting itself that way to I, me. See, this, you know? this, I, I disagree with that. I mean, not, not, I, don't, I, don't, oh, I yeah, think yeah, I do yeah. good what, how you do it, but I'm yeah. saying what's interesting about that is I do do that. I'm not a millennial by a lot, but you I You watch hours and hours back-to-back of YouTube content? Uh... You binge watch on YouTube? It's, it's been known to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, hours nah. and hours. I don't know. But see, so the Netflix, you get Netflix is known. You get there. You, I might you, you turn on Netflix. You, you will, I might see you over the weekend. Turn on Netflix on Friday. You come out on Sunday. I get that, <laughs> right? But on YouTube, it's not that bad. But YouTube does have its own version of rabbit holes. I'll go in. I'll like Google. Oh, James Brown. Uh, okay. Da-da. Okay. And I'll be next thing I'm watching like. I don't know. I find myself watching forty-five minutes of James Brown videos, right? And then that's like, oh, well, James Brown was on the the Tammy Show. What else? Tammy Rolling Stones were on Tammy Show. Then I'm watching an hour of Rolling Stone videos, right, right, right. And then Mick Jagger, Mick Jagger, Michael Jackson. Then I'm watching two hours but of Michael that Jackson is not videos. Not original content, my man. But my point, but neither was Netflix. My point is, right. is that if they get it to the point where they're generating the stuff, they got they, once they have you, YouTube is very good at keeping you engaged on that YouTube. Okay. And Netflix is too with original programming. And Netflix okay. does a thing where it's like, you want to watch another episode? Want to watch another episode? That's different. That's different from the way YouTube does it, which is like, oh, here's 10 more things you might like. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. So who knows what they'll do? I mean, I don't know. That's I, what, I, that, that's I like, agree in that sense. But I'm talking about YouTube Red. I'm talking about their original content. I have, right. I, I have not watched fully one bit of that. Well, I, fully. I, I'll tell you, I think I will. I will say this. Their, their initial strategy, right this very second, like with rolling out their YouTube stars and having these YouTube Goodbye. red movies, is horrible. <laughs> Goodbye. I, and they spent a lot of money on giant billboards on yeah. Sunset and a lot of. I, we even I covered could, that story. That, care less. It was the so unicorn, corny. The unicorn shit. Exactly. The weird Power Team Five or whatever. Good night. Like Hannah Hart doing whatever. I'm out. Yeah. So now The Rock, Doug Lemon, I might be in. Yeah. So we'll see how it works out. True that, true that. Uh, last but not least, uh, before we get out of here, we should talk about um, this last thing. What was? Oh, your boy, Leo. Uh, this is this is right in your wheelhouse, actually. Right in my wheelhouse. No, it is. Cause I, I'm, 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 I'm just too old for Captain Planet, and I think you're just right in the zone, and as, as is Leo. And, and and so so Leonardo DiCaprio is producing the new Captain Planet situation. Now Captain Planet is, for you don't know, is a uh, a a cartoon kind of like a character that came out in the early nineties. I would yep. say like 90, 92. 90 to ninety two or yeah. ninety one, ninety two, somewhere in there. Basically, eco friendly uh, uh, superhero. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like could not be more on the nose or on the head or more like bullseye of a like you know. Uh, premise it's a little corny loving me a lot corny yeah but some but but for a lot of kids that IP means a lot to a lot of kids I think that there's two things I want to talk about I want to talk about the fact that this existing IP that is 
terrible IP, mm-hmm. but means a lot to, to to a certain group of people when they were young. Therefore, you can make a movie out of it, a, yeah. a la Jim and the Holograms yeah. or Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. Captain Plants and that. And the second thing I'll talk about is, you know, Leo is obviously eco guy. Yeah. He's obviously of the right age. Uh, what do you think this works? Um, I think it works. I think. Um I, I would say two things. I love the fact, I love the, you know, the quote Karis one. I love the edutainment value mm-hmm. of it, especially where we are as we have discu- political discussions surrounding um, climate change and, you know, what we're doing in terms of renewable energy and what our what our responsibility is as individuals to this world and society is as it relates environmentally and what we do, what our carbon footprint is, you know. And so having this kind of like as an educational tool, um, but also as an entertainment um, output I think is great and having Leo advocate that um, and, and, and put his celebrity behind it I think is great because you know yeah obviously he already has documentaries that, that deal with this topic you know he, he goes around the country speaking I mean he's done a lot of, st- a lot of stuff with Obama in terms mm-hmm. of different forms so I think to be able to use um, he says sex with every woman in every, 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 every continent <laughs> in every environment every environment <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I mean I think that if it's done right if it if if the cheese is kind of scraped away, right. I think it could be really cool for kids. And yeah, I'm interested to see you know how how they roll it out and what the platform is that they roll it out. Cheese is scraped away. My man's got a mullet and a planet on his like a, a genital. We'll see. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I I you know I tell you this: if Leo plays Captain Planet, career over. Goodbye. <laughs> his career is <laughs> he finished. Would, he would never do that. He would never do that. He's too smart for that. Yeah. But if Leo, if Leo's in the blue makeup, <laughs> no. And, and the planet emblem. Stop it. <laughs> career over. That would be terrible. Uh, so what about what about this the idea of this notion of like IP coming back and, and this you know look there's, there's people of certain age mostly your age right now you're like you're the perfect age because executives and creators who decide like oh I love this as a kid yeah, the I'm revamp. this back so yeah. you know we see it with Power Rangers Ghostbusters we see it with well, well, Ghostbusters is a revamp. But I'm thinking about like stuff that there were toys. So, oh, okay, like, like Power that, Rangers, like yeah. Jim and the Holograms, right, the movie, right, right, right. like all these different movies that are coming out. Um, I, I trolls, exactly. Right. Troll, thank you, Marissa. Trolls, like, what do you think? Like, the, my my thing is, I understand the money grab. I understand the the, the affection. Yeah, but does the IP have to be good? Is Trolls really good IP? Oh. Trolls, it really. It's Jim and Marissa. Yeah. Well, I mean, was it a good IP when it went in its first incanta- in, in origination? No, I, that's my whole point. But, but, it, was, but it made what, gobs of money. But would you check in for Jim and the Holograms, Marissa? Like, which, what, what, you're, yeah. you're, you're the right age, too. Like, I mean, Ninja Turtles is one thing. Like Ninja Turtles, maybe. I mean, that that's a franchise that's had a lot of television shows. Sure. And it came from comics. Exactly. Stuff, so, like, that's still been in our pop culture today. Right. I feel like Trolls been away for a while, but people know what Trolls are. I mean, Smurfs, G.I. Joe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but stretch Armstrong, they're making a movie. They're making a Stretch Armstrong movie. They're making, finally, they're finally after Mattel, after literally after 10 years of development, they finally greenlit, this is one of the worst things I've ever heard, they greenlit the Hot Wheels movie. Hot Wheels the movie. Things have been development for 10 years. They finally cracked the code on Hot Wheels. But kids still play with Hot Wheels. I know, but here's like, the worst part about Hot Wheels. This is the worst... Directed by Justin Lin, he already got a franchise, Fast and Furious. What's he gonna do with Hot Wheels? Hey, he he has the the, the best point of view to be able to do a a, a, a story or stories about about cars, the it's, fascination with cars. It, Disney did it. It's called Cars. It's okay. 
All right. It's okay. Are you, are you, are you, are you, Marissa, are you going to the Hot Wheels movie? Probably not. How, how many Marvel movies can we see? How many DC comic movies, can, DC movies can we see? But we still see that in, in, in TV, film, and all that. Like, but, but year yeah, after but, year. But you're on board. We got it. But you're you're on board. Like Achilles Studios, you're running Achilles Studios. I'm like, ah, oh, I got the, the the hot. It's a I can't think the worst thing. It's a Racerhead. Uh, you know the, the movie from a kid's perspective, man. That might be the most amazing thing. All right. Etch a sketch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's Slinky disgusting. the movie. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. Sometimes IP, not all IP should be movies. That's all I'm making. All right, let's let's, let's get let's get out of there. Uh, that's all I really got. Uh, anything you're looking forward to this week? I, I will say Black Mirror. Is, the, the new Black Mirror is coming uh, on the 21st. I cannot be more excited. That trailer is freaking me to f out. Um, you know, of, of the seven that are done, I think that are out there. There's like three that I love. You know, two that I like. Other other comes other other ones are all right, but this trailer looks insane. I'm excited about that. I'm still liking Luke Cage. What do you what do you what are you excited about? Um, I would say I'm excited Jack about. Reacher. Oh no, definitely not. Um, <laughs> what was I what was I studying and watching? Um, now I'm drawing a blank. You put me on the spot. Mm. I would say that you know I I would say for today I, I'm really interested to see what happens in the debate. Um, oh God. Yes. In terms of, and I, I don't mean that in the sense of just po- the political conversation, but social media wise, I'm interested to see like how. I mean, it's kind of been a, a downgrade from the first debate being about 100 million viewers, the second one being about 60 million. I wanted to see if the number goes up or down, um, and like how what the Twitter talk is like. But um, in terms of popular culture, I think we kind of touched on everything. I'm still yep. I'm still um, watching Luke Cage um, and uh, Atlanta. Have you have you are you caught up with Atlanta? I missed this last week. Okay, well, yeah, wait. So. I'm caught up. Okay. I'm caught up. Oh, yeah, I mean, I that's about it. it yeah. Because it's today. No, I missed yesterday. Yeah. I'm, I'm not caught up. Okay. Yeah, I missed yesterday. All right. Well, I'll check out yesterday's Atlanta. Um, I agree with all that stuff. Um, well, maybe we can talk about the debate next week and, and, and from a social media standpoint. Um, that's all we got. Um, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Akili Shine. A-K-I-L-I-S-H-I-N-E. And you? And they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe K. Braz on Snapchat at uh, JK Braz. Thank you, Marissa, very much. We'll see you next week. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.